It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 5th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about a couple of draft prospects who've been through Orlando in the last couple of days and, and why they seem to fit the mold for a Magic draft pick. So we'll begin talking about some specific draft prospects here. We'll do that a lot more as the, uh, as the week goes on as well and, uh, and we turn our attention fully to the NBA draft, which is almost two weeks away now, a little bit more than two weeks away. Uh, but we'll also talk a little bit about free agency, too, here coming up in a bit as some free agency rumors are starting to pop up. And, and I'll reiterate some things that I've said uh, over the last few episodes about the Magic's free agency. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with the level of detail that we cover them here, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would expect from us here at Locked On Magic. Looking for the lowdown on the NBA Finals, the latest on Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Kevin Kevon Looney, who's out, out for the rest of the Finals, it looks like. Check out Locked On Warriors. Want the Raptors perspective? Locked On Raptors. If you are looking for the insight on the NBA Finals, those are the two places that you should be at, you should be listening to every single day. Both Locked On Warriors and Locked On Raptors are covering the NBA Finals with the same level of care and detail that you expect from me on Locked On Magic. They have they're the local experts who know their teams better than anyone else. So download Locked On Raptors and Locked On Warriors today. You can also check out Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball plus the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Or download and search for them on the Himalaya app. The Himalaya app is a new podcast app that allows you to search for new podcasts, have podcasts suggested to you by their expert podcast uh, podcast tastemakers, uh, find podcasts across 
all different types of categories. Subscribe and follow your favorite podcast so you never miss them again. You can subscribe to Locked On Magic on the Himalaya app. Check out the Himalaya app today. You can download it at your favorite app store. The Himalaya app, the home of the Locked On Podcast. I work your team every day. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Before we dive too deeply into the draft, uh, free agency is taking up a little bit more of our attention than, than maybe it, it should be. It's, it's, it's tough to balance all the different parts of the offseason uh, a little bit, just, just because... You know, it, it this year at least, so much of what the Magic are going to do in the offseason is going to be determined by free agency, uh, with Nikola Vucevic's free agency, Terrence Ross's free agency, and and if they leave, replacing them and getting better. I mean, you know, whenever you make have a breakthrough like the Magic had, the next question you have to ask is, how do you get better? How do you do more? And frankly, the 16th pick in the draft isn't really a huge part of that equation. It's certainly a part of the equation but not the primary thing and, and certainly not the biggest acquisition the Magic will make, unlike, say, the last five years where the draft pick was the biggest acquisition the Magic made in the offseason or probably should have been the biggest acquisition they did if, if they made some others, and, and I think you know what I'm talking about there. But free agency this year for the Magic is a huge question mark, as I've said before. It's, it's, Nikola Vucevic, it's figuring out what to do with Nikola Vucevic first and foremost, the Magic's all-star center, and figuring out just how much he is worth to the team considering all the other elements involved. And, you know, there are a lot of things going on. But like I've said also, the Magic have to kind of work both tracks here. They have to, you know, if Nikola Vucevic is their first priority, they got to act like he's their first priority. But there's a very real possibility that he will not re-sign with the team. There is a very real possibility that they're going to be searching for someone new to replace him. And if he does leave, actually, the Magic could find themselves with a little bit of room. And so it's not surprising that the Magic are sort of fishing around for other options and other players. And of course, as I've said, as I said before, you shouldn't be satisfied with just making the playoffs. Um, you, you shouldn't assume that your spot is saved for the next year, that progress is linear and always moving upward, especially for a young team like the Magic. The Magic should be proactive and, dare I say, aggressive and trying to make sure the team gets better. And so it's both surprising and unsurprising that Shams Charania of The Athletic reports 
the Orlando Magic will be among the teams that vie for D'Angelo Russell's services. Steve Kyler of Basketball Insiders already reported that the Magic are among the teams interested in bringing in Kemba Walker. And all this is to say the Magic are connected to some pretty big fish in free agency this summer. D'Angelo Russell is probably the best young point guard on the market. He's a restricted free agent, so the Nets do have the ability to match any offer on him, but it's widely believed Brooklyn's going to go after some bigger fish, uh, that, that, that they want Kyrie Irving. And In fact, whether you believe Stephen A. Smith or not, there is at least that report that Kyrie Irving would prefer to go to the Nets over the Knicks. And frankly, looking at the Nets' ownership situation, the Nets' management situation, the Nets' recent results and, and their ability to, to get the most out of their players— I don't know why you would pick the Knicks over the Nets at this point. I think the Nets are the far more desirable opportunity if going to New York is your thing. There's already reporting suggesting the Nets, though, would match Russell's offer, and, and, they, and they, they can do that and still sign a max guy, um, but that, that they would match Russell's offer and believe that Russell and Irving can play together. But for the sake of this argument, the Magic are you know, connected to a pretty big free agent. You know, I think Russell will make about the same amount, if not more, than Nikola Vucevic. They're both All-Stars, both first-time All-Stars this year, but Russell, certainly a guy that uh, a guy that, uh, that has something the Magic have not had in a very long time, someone who can create off the dribble, on his own, without a screen. Uh, we all saw what he did to Orlando in January, uh, both at the Amway Center and at, at the Barclays Center. Uh, and it's certainly desirable in that case. He's a guy who can score pretty much any time that he wants. And, and that's that's something that the Magic certainly would need and certainly missed in their playoff series. Um, imagine having that and, and and being able to attack off the dribble with, with the, the Magic shooting, which is frankly better than people give it credit for, uh, and going from there. Uh, it, it's... Russell is certainly a guy that the Magic should target, and it's one that fans have targeted for a while, it seems. But I would bring some caution. A, the Nets can match any offer, uh, and so that's that's there. Uh, B, there is stiff competition. Uh, it sounds like, the, according to Sham Sharania, the Utah Jazz, the Indiana Pacers, and the, let me make sure I get the, the teams right here, the Utah Jazz, Indiana Pacers, and Minnesota Timberwolves are all interested in D'Angelo Russell, and you could argue each of those teams are at various developmental stages and, and might be more attractive to Russell than coming to Orlando. And again, the Nets have the ability to match. So to get D'Angelo Russell, you would have to, you know, maybe poison pill his contract or have a contract that would make the Nets not match uh, or wait for them to wait for Ky- Kyrie Irving or strike before Kyrie Irving goes and make the Nets make a decision about whether to retain his space or not. Um, it, it, that's all part of the equation with with this. And I don't know how, mo- how long the Magic have to wait in free agency, but I will say this, and I think that this is really more the lesson that we should take from these rumors. I, I don't think the Magic will sign Kemba Walker. I don't think the Magic will sign D'Angelo Russell. I, I, I think the, the way the Magic can get to the cap room needed to sign those kinds of players, uh, like I detailed earlier, the Magic are about... Magic are, are operating as a team over the cap. With If you take out all their cap holds and everything else, the Magic are about $23 million under the cap. That gets erased by Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross's cap hold. So even to have $23 million of room, 
You have to cut Vucevic, or you have to let Vucevic go. You have to let Ross go. You have to let Birch go. And 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 Shams also reporting that that the Magic want to are going to offer a qualifying offer to Ken Birch, which they should. And it's very light. It's very possible that they match whatever offer Birch gets, especially if they lose Vucevic. But in order to get to the max cap space, the Magic would have to let all those guys go, and they'd still only be at twenty three million dollars of room. The way they get to about thirty, a little bit, a, a little bit more than thirty, actually, is they would have to stretch Timothy Mozgov's contract. And I'll, I'll detail. I'm planning, you know, in a future discussion about free agency, detailing a little bit more about the implications of that, and, and the mechanics of it are pretty simple. You, you don't have to do anything until you have to do it. You can retain Nikola Vucevic's cap hold until you don't need it anymore. You can, you know, once you stretch Timothy Mozgov, once you cut Timothy Mozgov, he's gone. But you don't have to, there's no deadline to do that. The only deadline is to do it before you sign the guy, sign the guy that you need that cap room for. So it's not a huge deal. It's not a big, 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 big deal. Um, But in order for the Magic to do that, in order for the Magic to get there, they would have to let that that asset go and, and and take that cap hit over the next three years rather than the next one year. That's all there. And, and, and you know, I'm doing uh, our mock draft for Locked on NBA, and I am finding that it, it might be possible to move Timothy Mozgov under the right circumstances. And, and so I don't think that that's completely off the table yet either. Um, an expiring contract like him, especially for a team that, that, you know, maybe he's looking to dump some salary. I don't think the Magic are looking to to take on any long term salary, but you know, I I found a way to make it work. Uh, you know, and, and I'll I'll be talking about that uh, here in in a little bit too, as as I discuss some of my mock draft projects as well, and and, and as we discuss the locked on mock draft when that comes out. Uh, but the Magic can get to Max Capron, but to you know, again, let's say D'Angelo Russell makes a twenty five million dollar contract. Uh, you know, you know. Four years, I think his his max salary is like four years, one fourteen, something like that. Essentially, to sign one of these guys, the Magic have to spend all of their cap room. So no adding new players. So you better get that draft pick right. No, uh, no mid. I mean, I think you'd still have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about eight million dollars. That, that's not getting that. That might get you a bench quality player. It, it, I'm, I'm I was looking through the salaries of guys that are eight million dollars. It's not impressive. Um, so you'd have to go find a guy, maybe two guys there, and not for much. So it, it's, it, I find it very hard to believe that the Magic are going to spend all their cap room on these kinds of players. Now, if they really believe in them, if they're the top guys and they're both very good players, if the Magic do spend their money on that, I, I don't think that that's a bad decision. It's not what I would do. Um, I don't think it's a bad decision. It would certainly keep the team competitive and keep them involved here. But but for sure, for sure here, Orlando would have to make that decision and, and, and weigh that risk and weigh that benefit. So, what does this really mean? What does this rumor really mean? Because if you remember when I talk about the trade deadline and, and talk about what rumors mean... It's not the rumor that interests me. It's what that rumor actually says. Like, 
who's who's leaking this information? Who's who's saying this information? I mean, we're, we're at a stage where teams aren't supposed to really reveal what they're about to do in the offseason. So to me, when I look at the, the the reporting that the Magic are in the hunt or interested in Kemba Walker, everyone's interested in Kemba Walker, and D'Angelo Russell, it, it, to me, it's less about the Magic are interested in signing those guys, which they might be, they very well could be. It's more that it's a signal the Magic are not going to sit on their hands this offseason, which is which is what I kind of anticipated they might do. They might run some things back, or you know, if they lose Vucevic, maybe go after a, a kind of low year guy. You know, kind of do what Milwaukee did with Brook Lopez. See if anyone slips through the cracks, uh, and they and they try and go with them. Uh, you know, I, I've I'm toying around with, and I'm, I'm gonna I, I'd like to bounce this idea off a few people. I'm toying around with the idea of maybe you sign like a DeMarcus Cousins to a two-year deal. Uh, you know, somewhere, you know, probably south of $20 million, but, you know, two years, 30-something million maybe? Would he, would he bite at that? You know, kind of give him an opportunity to prove that he's healthy again? As long as he's willing to be coached by Steve Clifford, and, and that would be my biggest concern about doing something like that. Um, it, it's... I don't see how Cousins doesn't give you the very similar things to what Vucevic gives you. Um, and you can kind of keep this thing rolling and keep this thing moving in that direction. Now, you'd have to build an offense around Cousins rather than around your young guys, and maybe that's a bad idea. I'm just toying with the idea. I don't think it's something the Magic should do, but you know, you could kind of see it. There, there are guys at center position especially who slip through the cracks every year. Cousins was one this year. Um, you know, and obviously he was hurt and, and, and had to work his way back, but he's still extremely talented as we're seeing in the NBA Finals. Brooke Lopez slipped through the slipped through the cracks last year as well. Bucks have him on an extremely cheap deal. Honestly, if the cap made sense, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks would go after Vucevic because Vucevic would give you a lot of the same things that Lopez does in a lot of ways. Um, so it's, it, it, it to me, what this rumor says, what this what this really tells me, is the Magic are going to chase after some big fish. They're not going to sit on their hands, be pat themselves on the back for making the playoffs, and just kind of let things ride. That's not how they're going to operate. They're going to think big, they're going to be ambitious, and they're going to go after players that will make this team better. Now, whether that's the high-end guys, like a Russell, like a Walker, or whether that's a notch below, whether that's retaining Vucevic, uh, whether that's keeping Ross and letting Vucevic walk, maybe. I mean, I, that's certainly a possibility that, that we don't really talk about very much. To me, it all says the Magic are not sitting idly by this summer. This is a summer the Magic are going to make things happen. I'm going to talk a little bit more about free agency coming up in the next few episodes. I think something I'm, I am going to study is, is the free agent class of 2020. Orlando is set up to hit free agency more in 2020 and 2021 rather than this year. However, this year is sort of a, a free agency bonanza year because so many of those contracts signed in that big summer of 2016 expire this year. And certainly Orlando has to plan some things out. They've, they've got contracts they got to give to Jonathan Isaac, eventually Markel Fultz as well, um, if they want to keep him. Um, but they, they're more set, and I think with developmentally-wise, I think they're more set up to, to spend money uh, next year or the year after rather than this year. However, circumstances may, may make it so that it makes more sense to spend that money up front now to, to go to, to take that tax, you know, take that cap room down now. You know, maybe 
who knows? Maybe you pay the tax this year knowing you won't have to pay it next year just to keep your team competitive and, and staying in the playoff hunt to get, get it more talent. That could be a big part of this puzzle too. There is a lot at play. There's a lot to consider here and, and obviously a lot you know, working on different tracks as I've said that, that, that Jeff Weltman and, and the Orlando Magic front office have to manage. But I think it's abundantly clear at this point. The Magic are not going to sit idly by. The Magic are going to push their team forward. They are looking to make the team significantly better. And that should be comforting for Magic fans. Even if they don't, even if they reach for Russell and reach for Walker and reach for some of these guys and don't get them necessarily, um, being connected to them at this stage, I think, is more of a sign that, that yes, they're going to go after some big fish. Now, they may not get them. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I think the other situations might be more attractive than Orlando to Russell, especially, you know, knowing that Fultz is in the background, you don't know what he's going to turn into and whether he could kind of take over, um, you know, the, the cap situation. Like I said, it, it would be, you, you put yourself in a box if, if, you, if you do that. But if you go after, if you spend all your cap room on one guy. Um, but certainly, certainly we see that it's possible. Certainly we see that the Magic are, you know, at least by reports, people believe that they're going to think big. And so, you know, we'll see what is expected. Now, I, you know, I, I think it's always good to mention with these rumors. Rumors don't always come true. It, this, they, these may not be the guys that they target June 30th. In fact, I still think that their number one priority is to re-sign Nikola Vucevic. Um, I think the Magic will try and get Vucevic done quickly. And once that's done a lot of the rest of your summer is already put in place. Um, that, that kind of boxes you in. Again, the Vucevic decision is the first decision. Um, whether to re-sign him or sign someone else and renounce him. Um, that, that's kind of your first big decision for the Magic. And, and it'll be interesting to see what happens on June 30th. But, but I think it is clear the Magic are looking to bigger, to, to be ambitious this summer. And so we'll see what that turns into. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Meanwhile, the draft process does continue for the Orlando Magic. They are not sitting on their hands there either. They bring bringing in a ton of people into the Amway Center uh, over the last two or three days, at least uh, for the media to, to talk to and, and, and have announced it kind of more publicly about what they're doing. And, you know, it, it, a lot of these guys, you know, they're bringing in not because they're going to draft them. They're bringing them in to kind of add to their files because, you know, I, I always remember this story and it's something, you know, maybe you don't think about uh, as a fan, but, but and I, I didn't think about this either until like Rob Hennigan brought it up and he said, you know, when they acquired Tobias Harris at the trade deadline in his first year, he said one of the reasons they felt comfortable bringing in Tobias Harris was because Hennigan had interviewed him when Harris worked out for the Oklahoma City Thunder and was really impressed with him then they had internal files on all these players and as people, as, as prospects, and that helped them decide, hey, this guy hasn't played a lot, but we really like him. And I think that, you know, that's what this is really all about. It's really about getting as many guys into the building as you can 
learning about who they are, you know, looking to fill your Lakeland and, and, and Summer League rosters, uh, and kind of keeping those files away. So the Magic have brought in a lot of players. Um, but only a few players have been kind of first-round prospect-type guys. And over the last two days, they brought in two that I think are extremely interesting on that front. You know, the joke with Magic fans for a really long time now, or at least for, for the last two drafts with, with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, is the Magic really like length. You know, you go through the NBA draft combine wingspan list the last two years. The Magic drafted Jonathan Isaac. They drafted Mo Bamba. They drafted Wesa Wundu, who had a big wingspan for his, for his size. Uh, Justin Jackson, uh, the second-round pick, and Melvin Frazier had two of the longest wingspans among wing players uh, at the NBA Draft Combine last year. The Magic like guys with long wingspans. They, they, I think their theory is, you know, you get someone with long wingspan, they can they, they can be disruptive defensively, they can be versatile, they can guard multiple positions, they can guard bigger, they can guard smaller, uh, and then you know, shooting is something that they that you can develop. It's it's not the be all end all. You you need you need skills. But this is, a, this is something you can't teach. This is something you can't do much with. You either have it or you don't. And if you have it, it can make a big difference. Look at what Toronto's been able to do to Golden State for a lot, large part of this series. Look at what Toronto was able to do to Orlando during that series, especially to DJ Augustine. Length is very difficult to, to go up against. And so, yes, the joke is go to the NBA Draft Combine list scan through the guys with the longest wingspans, and that's who the Magic are going to pick. It's it's a joke, but it's not really a joke. And so two players the Magic brought in over the last two days, I think, deserve special attention because they really fit this mold of guys the, the Magic have drafted uh, because of their wingspan, because of their, their height, because of everything else. In fact, you can look at it. Um, some of the players that do have the longest, the biggest, did have the longest wingspans in the NBA draft combine have been through Orlando. UCF center Taco Fall, of course, he's seven foot eight, but eight foot two point two five wingspan. That's that's longer than Mo Bamba's. He, he broke his record. Maryland Terrapin center Bruno, Bruno Fernando's projected to be a late first round pick, seven foot three wingspan. LSU Tiger Center Nas Reed also a seven foot three wingspan and Florida State Seminole Center Fiondu Cabin Gelly seven foot three and really again out of that list really only Fernando and Cabin Gelly are projected to be first round draft picks uh, I have them kind of in the late first round in the twenties but I have seen mocks that have uh, Cabin Gelly in the teens around where the Magic are picking uh, NBA Draft.net's mock draft is is very is an outlier to a lot of the other ones I've seen but Fernando can can probably can probably go can rise up into the teens as well but. I don't think the Magic are looking to draft a center with their first-round pick. So I, I, I don't think that that's, that's going to be their option, so to speak. But two players have kind of caught my eye, and, and I've watched some tape on them, and, and they're impressive. Or, or I think they, they use that wingspan and that length to good effect, and, and I think that's why the Magic are ultimately going to be interested in them. Stanford Cardinal forward Casey Opala measured with the second-longest wingspan at the NBA draft combine among wing players. Players listed as small forwards or shooting guards. At seven foot one point seven five. The six foot nine forward uh, is still developing as a as a player. His skills are, are still kind of coming along, but 
He knows how to use his athleticism and, and his wingspan well on offense. He's he's able to get into the paint paint really well, um, finish around the basket. He's got a developing jumper, really improved. And another thing that I think the Magic really like are guys who show development over time. Um, you know, guys who get better from one year to the next. And seeing Casey Opala improve as a three-point shooter, he's in the 20s his freshman year, got to the mid-30s his sophomore year. So it's a guy who work, who they know is going to work hard on his weaknesses and improve over the course of, of his career. And I think that's something that's something they do want to see. Opala fits the bill for the Magic. Again, 16.8 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game. It, developing but improved shooter. Uh, long wingspan. That is the ideal for a Magic player, for a Magic forward. And, and I think that he is someone the Magic very realistically could draft at 16. Um, I think it'd be a little bit of a reach because I still feel like when I watch Opala play, I feel like his drives are very rudimentary. Um, he he kind of uses his size to overpower a lot of players, I think, um, to get into the lane. And defensively, I don't think he's realized his potential yet. This isn't a situation like Wessel Wundu or Melvin Frazier where they made their money on defense first and then their offense came. Opala is an offensive player. He wants to get the ball into the bat. He wants to get the ball into the paint, into the basket, off the dribble. And 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 you know he's got to become a better spot up shooter. He's got to continue showing that improvement uh, on the on on the shot if he wants to make it in the NBA. And I think the other part is he has to be committed defensively, and that's not something he showed at Stanford all the time. Um, I think that that's something that. He has to prove, prove, even though he has all the tools, that he should be a pretty solid defender. The other guy they brought in, they brought him in uh, Tuesday, is North Carolina Tar Heels forward Cameron Johnson. Another six foot nine forward, six foot ten wingspan. It's a little bit under six foot nine officially. He's at six foot eight. He played a lot of kind of two, three, two and three with Nasir Little. Um, and, and while you know both Kobe White and Nasir Little are getting a lot of the recognition, Cameron Johnson was actually the leading scorer on that North Carolina team. 16.9 points per game, 5.8 rebounds per game, shot a 62.1 effective, effective field goal percentage. On top of that, shot better than 40% on threes. He was one of the best three-point shooters in the nation. And that shot as well has come a long way since his freshman year. One of the issues with Johnson is that, yes, he spent four years in college. He is, he is not young by any means or, or comparatively to his draft class. That's probably why you see him going in the teens. He's a good spot-up shooter, um, but I don't think you're going to be able to run him off screens like you, you could a Terrence Ross. So if you're look, thinking, oh, just draft your Terrence Ross replacement, I think, you're gonna have a be- I think you'll do better doing that with Tyler Hero than you would with, with uh, Cameron Johnson or even Nikel Alexander-Walker, who's quickly becoming my favorite guy uh, for, for the Magic at 16. But again, Johnson has the size. He can guard twos. He can guard threes. He, you know... Not the, the extreme wingspan that the, some of the uh, these other guys have, but he is someone that you know you know you can insert into the lineup immediately. Uh, you know I think his 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 experience, his age suggests that yeah that you know he is ready to to compete now, that he can play a role, that he can be sort of a three and D guy. Um, I, I think that that's something that the Magic are looking for, and again he fits the bill. Longer wingspan than height. Uh, is a smart defender, um, and I, I think that he's someone that the Magic could very well look at. Now, I think some of the issues with Cameron Johnson are he is 
you know, his athleticism doesn't always show he's not a supreme athlete. Um, and so, you know, you're probably not looking at a guy that's going to do much more than than be a spot starter at best in, in the league. You know, I, I kind of think, you know, watching him, he's kind of like a, a bigger Courtney Lee almost, uh, at, at least with, with how, how I've observed him playing at North Carolina. Um, and, and that's not a bad thing. You know, like a ma- the match of Courtney Lee was a very vital part of that team and, and spread the floor, played good defense, you know, was a glue guy. You need guys like that. That's not an insult at all. I mean, I, I, I think that the Magic do need more guys like that. Um, they have some, they, you know, some of their stars do a lot of those those things too, but, um, you know, Johnson would help spread the floor a lot. Um, but I, I don't project him to be, you know, kind of a, a, a big impact player. He's going to be a glue guy and, and, and kind of a, a 3 and D type player for, for most of his career, I feel like. But, again, you look at these two guys specifically, uh, and then maybe not guys a lot of people are talking about with the 16th pick, but I think you should talk about them with the 16th pick. I think both Cameron Johnson and Casey Opala are high on, if not high on the Magic's board, are certainly in consideration for them. You know, I, again, I'm doing some mock draft ex, mock drafts and, 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 you know, going through these exercises with other people, and, and I'm kind of sensing, you know, like, you know, I can get these guys at 16 and be very happy, or, you know, maybe I could drop down a little bit and still get them and be very happy. I mean, they're, they're guys that I think that, you know, the Magic should keep in the back of their mind, if, if not target, if there's moving around in the draft a little bit. Um, and, and I don't think they do do terribly to do that. Um, but, you know, these are not guys that you're super enamored with. They, they do have weaknesses. There's a reason they're getting picked 16. Uh, and, and figuring out how they fit into the role and fit into your team is certainly a big part of the equation because we're at the stage where it's not just about physical attributes. It's not just about um, how you fit in or, 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 or how, you know, or, or it's more about how you fit in. It's, it's not just about physical attributes. It's about how you fit into the team. It's about what you can deliver to your team now uh, and and how much you can grow in the future. That's that's really what we're talking about here with the 16th pick. So it's important to reiterate that, but you know there are a lot of names that the Magic are considering. It's a wide list at 16. And you know I don't know if people are talking a lot about Opala and Johnson, but the fact that the Magic have had them in you know, certainly suggests that the Magic are thinking about them and learning about them too. So definitely two guys to keep an eye on throughout this draft process. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. I apologize. I'm doing a little bit of a summer schedule. I'm going probably four days a week now. Um, you know, I'll, I'll ramp it back up heading into the draft, but we'll talk plenty, plenty of Magic basketball uh, throughout the offseason. So thank you for sticking with me through the offseason schedule. I'll, I'll try and alert people, alert you when there might not be uh, an episode, um, but still check your podcast uh, feeds every day. Um, as, as I hope to to do five days a week as much as I can do every day, as much as I can. Um, not weekends, where we're not in playoff mode anymore. Um, but I, I definitely want to, you know, kind of, you know, I, I'm easing off the throttle a little bit here in this dead point in the offseason, but we'll pick up once, once free agency starts. And certainly 
once uh, if there's any news that, that we need to address. So, so thank you all for sticking with me, and, and I apologize if you turn on your podcast feed and say, oh, there's no Locked On Magic today. I, I, I certainly apologize for that. But uh, I, I do want to remind you all that you can always follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Follow me on Twitter at R underscore MD, and of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also find the podcast on the Himalaya app. Download the Himalaya app to get podcasts delivered directly to your device, as well as discover new podcasts with their podcast suggestions, too. You can also create playlists so you can seamlessly move from podcast to podcast as well. Follow Locked On Magic on the Himalaya app. It's the home of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.